Welcome everybody back to the Inches Podcast, a podcast that looks at sports and events sponsorship and how digital is driving and changing that equation. I'm Nick Lawson. I'm your co-host, co-founder of a company called Squad. We help sports teams and events connect fans to sponsors digitally through great mobile contests. As always, I have my co-host here, Rich Franklin, Vice President of Partnerships at the Portland Winterhawk Walk Hawks. Has a great background in uh, radio biz. He's been in the biz for many, many years. Um, and last week, we had a great, great episode kind of on the structure. I was kind of writing those article tips up, and I realized how powerful it is to have that structure. It was a really great episode. But before we get into this week, just because you all don't know where we're going, Rich, how was your weekend? How was your week? Uh, the weekend was pretty good. Nice. I'm trying to think of what I did last weekend. That's then, a, always a good weekend when you think back and you're like, man, what did I do? Because most of the time you probably relaxed. You probably, you know. Well, my wife was out of town okay. for part of it. So I um, I played with my cars now that I think about it. And this isn't like um, the Hanson brothers in the movie Slapshot playing mm-hmm. with their slot cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've got a couple of old vehicles that nice. uh, are in my garage that nice. uh, I enjoy uh Filling with and taking out and driving around, yep. and it was a pretty decent weather weekend here in the greater Portland area, yep. so I took out, I've got a um, 68 Mustang nice. that I actually uh, have owned since I was in high school. That's awesome. I kept it all these years, and uh, my uh, latest acquisition, it's been about three years, I've got a, a 1975 Chevy Blazer. Love it. It was the last year of the full removable top, mm-hmm. full convertible on the uh, on the Chevy Blazer. Yep. And uh, I took that out, I think it was Saturday. Mm-hmm. Here's a funny story, talking about generational things mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, I took it through, there's a uh, uh, there's a chain of, of coffee shops here in the Northwest and up and down the West Coast called Dutch Bros. Yep. And the uh, Dutch Bros tends to be kind of the real younger, hip, hip. type people yep. that are working there. So I, uh, I took my 75 Blazer, the, the top is off. It's a sunny day. I've got the sunglasses on. And I took it through the drive-thru at Dutch Bros. Mm-hmm. And these two guys, probably 18, 19, 20s years old, mm-hmm. are looking at this thing going, that's sick. How did you do that? You know? Well, we took the top off. And I said, well, guys, actually, they used to build them this way. Yeah. No. So it was, uh, it was fun explaining to them that, uh, yeah, once upon a time, Chevrolet built the blazer with the full removable top. That's exactly like I grew up playing Madden um, on, on PlayStation, you know, all these consoles. And I remember my dad showing us the first, um, was a tabletop football where the, the field vibrates. Oh, I have you, you set up your formations. Yeah. And man, he showed us that. And we must have played for four hours. Yeah. That. And it's amazing how, you know, obviously will that catch on now? Probably not. But it took us from four away from four hours of video games just because we had never seen something like that. We had we were pushing forward on it. So I have a Madden question for you. Mm-hmm. I've never played Madden. Yep. Um, my nephew just signed a few weeks ago with the Denver Broncos. Yep. He's an offensive lineman. Yep. And I know that they've got like scores and stuff for, yeah. for 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 different players. Do offensive linemen have scores on Madden? One thousand percent. Cool. So you can well, go. I'm anxious to see what if there's is. any listeners here who are Madden fanatics. What's what's your uh, your nephew's name? Well, he's a rookie. Okay. His name is Nathan Jacobson. So if there's any Broncos fans out there, definitely look out for him. But yeah. get on Madden. Madden's crazy these days. Where it used to be to get the new players, you had to buy the new game. Right now, with online, 
literally stats are updated live. So oh, it's wow. like, let's say you pit, you had you were playing a season with the Panthers and Cam Newton was supposed to do really well, mm-hmm. and then midway through the season he's not doing great. They'll actually adjust that. Oh, wow. based on based on that piece, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. But yeah, he'll be on there. He'll have well, I don't know cool. if he'll have a headshot, but he'll have, definitely have a rating. Um, well, he just got his uh, his headshot posted on the Denver Broncos uh, roster. He probably has it on the game website. just because they pull that in. So we'll see. He has. He hasn't played a game yet. Mm-hmm. He's just a rookie. Yeah. Uh, awesome. That'll That's be fun. Great. Yeah. You got to go down to some Broncos. You got to feel weird playing as yourself on Madden. I could only imagine, and me being me, I would only play as myself. I would switch from the quarterback and try and go play as the offensive lineman. Probably. Did you play quarterback? Uh, no, I did not. What did I, you play? I played offensive lineman linebacker back in my athletic days in JV. I played tight end. Oh, yeah. And then I. Got less and you played collegiate. I played collegiately at Willamette. Um, played offensive line, so nice. I, you know, nowhere near that Madden level. Uh, <laughs> All righty. We actually had a guy uh, create a team, create the Willamette Bearcats on NCAA because NCAA was still a game back then. Oh, yeah. So we created a team. Nice. So wow. Um, All right. Well, we're kind of getting off track. Getting off track here a little bit, um, but. Topic of this week again. Structure was so important last week. What what I started realizing is. Um, started thinking about, you know, why do we pitch? Why do we go into these pitch meetings? What is the brand really looking for? And obviously the fit in all this, but when you're presenting, um, you know, what assets, what packages you think uh, are great for them, you're pretty much just de-risking them, right? You're saying, hey, here's, as as you can. Right? here's your goal. Here's what I think will work. And here's an explanation that will de-risk whether you think it will or, work or, or the not. why it probably should exactly and and really you know when 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 brands and you'll see this in meetings as i have is when brands are 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 asking questions they're really asking questions to say okay well how many people do you think we can reach on the top end right Mm -hmm. because they're trying to find ways to de-risk of okay if this many people are seeing it how many people are going to come into our store and running that calculation so i wanted to just talk about um you know how you can de-risk through your presentation. Sure. And then for you, just any tips of, you know, obviously reading the room, um, obviously making sure you're on, you know, you're on fit for their goal, but how can you de-risk that for a partner uh, to help make the sale? Well, obviously the, the, when you're in sponsorship sales or any kind of sales, mm-hmm. um, the, the old saying is anybody can sell something once. It's when you've sold something twice yep. that you've really proven you know, that you can do what you what you claim you could do. Uh-huh. Um, so, as far as managing that risk and making the, uh, the the prospect, particularly you you know either a brand new prospect or an existing prospect to whom you are pitching a new element such uh-huh. as digital, uh-huh. um, I think there's really three things that you you have to keep in mind. Um, first of all, with all of my sponsors and with all of my prospects, I make sure I know. From the get-go, what does success look like? Mm-hmm. How are you going to measure this and what's the goal? Mm-hmm. Um, if they are wanting huge results, mammoth results, millions of hits or whatever it may be, uh, I need to know that going into it because then I need to structure my pitch and the elements uh, appropriately to get that that massive end result that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um the second part, then, along with knowing what the goal is, is managing expectations mm-hmm. and making sure that you're not uh, so anxious to make the sale 
<laughs> that you are just sort of smiling and nodding and, oh, you want a million uh, new customers? Oh, not a problem. Yeah, we can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you're setting yourself up to fail, mm -hmm. and you're setting yourself up to be that one-time, one-shot, yep. one-and-done salesperson. Yep, uh, which you don't want to be. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd say step one is make sure that you know the goal um, and know what success looks like to that prospect. Number two is manage the expectations. If the expectations are out of whack, mm -hmm. uh, it's up to you to kind of reel that back, back in a little bit. And then the third part, I think, is um, that you are actively collaborating as you're putting all this together. This just isn't you, this, the, the team or the event sponsor salesperson coming in and just, you know, saying, well, here you go. Here's the, the it's already built package um, without getting their involvement in putting the mechanics of the whole thing together, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think really that's the, the kind of the three main things is uh, know what the goal is, manage the expectations, as my, my uh, father used to say, happiness is achieved when your goals are reached, set your goals low enough, and happiness is assured. Yep. So it reads like a fortune cookie right. a little bit there. And then make sure that you're collaborating, um, you know, from the start, uh, you, you know, you're working with your prospect to do everything possible to virtually guarantee your success. Mm -hmm. And then make sure, you know, once you've uh, hopefully received the approval, you're going forward to all this, um, you know, tweak, adjust a little bit as needed. Yep. Uh, to put it in, uh, I don't know, military terms, uh, you don't want to be the unguided missile. You want to be the guided missile. Exactly. Part of the guided missile is the missile is getting uh, feedback on its altitude, its speed, its direction. You know, what way is the wind coming, things like that, mm -hmm. uh, and then adjusting as necessary to ensure that it reaches its target. Yep. So same thing with your um, with your activations, uh, the elements. If there's uh, something that's not going right, you're not getting the traction that you thought, you're not getting the fan engagement that you thought, uh, don't be afraid to say, hey, we need to take a look at this. We're not getting uh, quite the response that we were looking for. And then adjust as necessary. Yeah, I think you know we we've talked about a lot. Obviously, the goal, <clears throat> finding that fit, that's the most important part. That's step one. Um, kind of with your with your guided missile pieces, you're almost taking them on a story or a journey, right? You're almost the, the guide of and presenting this. Here's the path that we're going to take. Here's why I think it will work. Yeah. You get them to get the purchase, and then I think you brought up a great point. After that purchase you're still de-risking them. You're still giving them live updates. You're still saying, hey, this is not where it needs to be, mm -hmm. but we're going to make some of these adjustments. Right. And I think that can get us right back up there, which we've done a lot on, kind of on the digital side of, hey, this isn't where it needs to be, but we made these adjustments, saw some great results. Here's where we're going to make that yeah. switch, where you're, you're de-risking them 100% after the fact right. um, to, to keep that going. Well, and in, in the cases of some of the stuff that you and I have worked on together, you know, we'll maybe see that one particular platform mm -hmm. is outperforming another one in terms of, of engagements and, mm -hmm. and conversions. So, um, you know, maybe it's an Instagram versus a Twitter versus a Facebook. Yep. And if you see that, uh, wow, we're really knocking it dead with uh, Facebook and Instagram, 
and Twitter's not working so well, well, maybe you pull the plug on the on the Twitter side and you double down a little bit on, on what is working. Yep. And nice thing when you bring up digital, and obviously we focus on digital, what I love about digital, and I wrote an article about this, is the trackability, right? And the trackability of it really de-risks people. Just meaning, you know, for some of the other assets, let's say a rink board, right? You're kind of telling the story. People are going to see this. They're going to build that brand affinity. You're building, uh, like we said, those those passive assets con- compared to active, right? Mm-hmm. But the nice thing about digital things is we can walk in and say, our goal is to hit this many users. I'll be actually able to report back to you where we are on that. Exactly. And I think I think just the trackability in itself de-risks them because they can say, hey, we're not just going to get a, well, we thought it went great. What did you think yeah. on the digital assets, you can actually say, hey, we're at 500 users per game. I know we wanted to get to 800 users per game. What's the next steps for that? And they can get that live report. So, you know, in my mind, trackability really becomes that piece that even if you haven't launched this campaign with them, Mm -hmm. you're de-risking them just by saying, I'll be able to give you live reports so that you'll know exactly how this thing is going. But the the important thing, like I said, from from the outset, is just know what success looks like. Yes. What's the goal? How are you measure success? Um, you know, and then making sure that, that that you, the sales pro that you are, uh, are, are actively managing those expectations. And a lot of times, you know, if it's a brand brand spanking new, nobody's ever tried this before. It may be a little tough to do, but chances are there's some case studies out there. Or perhaps your own team or event has done something similar for another partner. You kind of get an idea of um, of you know what what are the the metrics on this? How how many people are going to click on this? Yep. And you and I found some interesting things last year. But a lot of times it's just a, a small little tweak here and there. And in case in point with our trivia game, uh, you know we saw a lot of uh, you know fairly consistent numbers. Uh, with our with our trivia contest, and as soon as we added for just one game mm-hmm. uh, a prize upgrade, yep. we normally would give away a hundred prizes per per game night. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time we gave away ninety seven of the regular prize and then three premium prizes. Boy, we saw the participation and engagement numbers really jump up by like fifty percent. And the nice so, thing there is we've written about that actually. Uh, it's a phenomenon I, I now call the prizing triangle, where your people are going to play for that high-profile prize. Is it, is it a triangle or it's, is it a pyramid? It's, it's a pyramid. A prize pyramid. Prize pyramid, right? So basically, what you tell fans is, here's the main prize. Only 1% is going to win that prize, but everybody else is going to win something. But you don't play for the, let's say, discount, per se. You play for that, you know. Yeah. gigantic, amazing prize. Well, white people play the, the Powerball. Exactly. Uh, in lottery games. And that was kind of... The prizes get bigger and bigger, suddenly the participation gets higher and higher. And that's just like, my my equivalent was on a scratch card, they never say, hey, you could win a dollar back. They say, hey, you could win $10,000, right? And it comes down to the risk-reward of, of for a fan. But I think a, a big thing going back to kind of de-risking it that you said was... Um, understanding the goal is so vital because even if you are pitching a brand new thing where you have no numbers on it, you are doing a great job and probably better than most people by saying, Hey, look, here's your goal. Here's what you wanted to accomplish. I have this new asset. 
I think it's really, really going to work, and I'm going to backtrack it for you for how you reach your goal. Instead of coming in and saying, we have scoreboard trivia, it's going to do great, it'll get a lot of people playing, right? Yeah. If you can backtrack then and say, hey, if your goal is this, here's how we're going to backtrack trivia, you may not have any numbers on that. You may have industry numbers. You may have whatever, but by understanding where they're trying to reach and building that story backwards, you can de-risk without even having any or quantitative metrics on yeah. that side. Yes, so, no, I agree. Um, so that does it for this week. A quick, short episode uh, on that, but but we also found out good stuff about Madden. Yes, and what Rich did last weekend. What so, Rich did. I mean, if know, there's any car connoisseurs, uh, oh, yeah. Rich is Rich is open for uh, any free cars, any free, <laughs> free uh, cars, even if it's a nice little Hot Wheels. If you've got a '62 Ferrari GTO in your garage and yep. you want to let go cheap, just uh, give me a call. Send it over to Rich. He'll free pickup. He'll do free pickup. <laughs> Um, well, that does it for this week. Again, I don't have an, uh, a topic for next week. Uh, what I like doing right now is seeing your guys' feedback uh, just between likes and comments on, on LinkedIn and then adjusting for that. That's why we're going through a lot of the sales process. And also, if there's a topic out there or a question that you have, uh, your listener, that you would like for us to address, yep. uh, send it our way. And we'd yep. be happy to, uh, to tackle it. To 100%. It on. This, this podcast was created to share those insights and, and do it really for overall the industry and help that grow. So um, definitely send those in. Rich, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Well, I'm right here on LinkedIn, Rich mm-hmm. Franklin, VP of Corporate Partnerships for the Portland Winterhawks mm-hmm. hockey team. Or if you want to go email, mm-hmm. I can be reached at richf, R-I-C-H-F, at winterhawks.com. And this is Nick Lawson here. If you want to connect with me, best ways on LinkedIn. Type in Nick Lawson. You're probably seeing it from this post. Uh, but type in Nick Lawson, uh, co-founder of Squad Sports. That does it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Uh, and keep pushing those limits within sports sponsorship.